This is the Cycling Over 60 podcast, episode one, where I'm starting from. I'm your host, Tom Butler. Hello, hello, hello. I have a confession right out of the gate, and that is that I am not over 60 years old. So where does the title of this podcast come from? Well, I am 59, and I have lived in the Seattle area since 1997. And since then, I've had this dream of riding from Seattle to Portland, the annual STP ride by the Cascade Cycling Club has been something that I've always wanted to do. Well, I'm 59 right now, so what that means is the next opportunity I get to ride the STP, I will be over 60. So cycling over 60 is what I want to be doing and what I want to do for years to come, and this STP is a way to launch that. So this podcast is a way for you to follow me on this journey that I have of doing the STP, but more than that, being fit and healthy, I'm not that now. I'll give a rundown in a bit about where I am, but I'm hoping that you enjoy my struggles, my challenges, my successes, and the information that I am going to glean with you listening in from some of the experts that are around me. So we are going to make this a, a focus on life, a focus on living, a focus on enjoying what life has to offer. If I am going to be successful with this ride, if I'm going to roll in alive to Portland after 206 miles over two days, there's some challenges that I'm going to have to overcome. The first one of those is I am almost 60 years old. Now, the thought of trying to get into shape at 60 doesn't seem as big to me as it would have been, you know, generations before. Um, We've learned a lot about what it means to be fit and how to get fit, how to get fit safely. There's a couple articles I'm going to link below. The first one is you can start exercising after 60. Here's how. And that is um, by the Cleveland Clinic. Another one is exercises you shouldn't do anymore after 60, say experts. And that is from the website Eat This, Not That. So these are examples of what we have learned about getting fit after 60. One of the things is that I'm not trying to stay fit or I'm not trying to increase my fitness level from a baseline where I already have some fitness. I'm pretty much out of shape. I haven't been staying in shape. There have been times throughout the years that I have uh, gotten back in the shape and then I've fallen away again. And so I'm starting from a pretty low point as far as fitness is concerned. I do weigh around 230 pounds. My ideal weight, I don't know quite how to 
um, look at that. I think it's something that I'm going to have to discover as I lose weight. But I think a good target for me is 200 pounds. I haven't been at 200 pounds in a very long time. And so I think, you know, targeting that, trying to get down to 200 pounds and see how I feel at that point, that's going to help me determine. But I do think that probably somewhere under 200 pounds is a place to be. I'm quite a ways away from that. So I can kind of focus on, on that goal. I mean, immediately I want to get down to about 210, but we'll see what happens. And I'll be talking to people that can kind of help me judge how to uh, lose weight safely, effectively, especially while I'm training. We'll have some of those discussions. I also have high blood pressure and I take medication for high blood pressure. Um, It's pretty well controlled at this point, but I really want to get off that medication. And I know that the weight is part of that and I know the lack of fitness is part of that. And I am on top of that pre-diabetic. So it's kind of a typical American older overweight um, story where I have both hypertension and I'm pre-diabetic. When I was diagnosed as pre-diabetic, I made some changes that have significantly helped, but I know that the fitness and the weight loss is going to do a lot from keeping me from having full-blown type 2 diabetes. Another challenge I have is I have foot pain. Now, it has not impacted my cycling at all, which I'm thrilled with. But uh, if I am on my feet, I do have an area of my right foot that gets really inflamed. I'm hoping that again, along the way, it will continue to not be aggravated by cycling and that maybe I can even find somebody who can help me figure out how to manage that inflammation better. One of the big things that has contributed to a lot of my health issues is that I don't have the healthiest relationship with food. I see, I've always seen food as something to use to celebrate with. I love rich food. Um, I love sweets. One of the harder changes that I made was just giving up sugar altogether. And I'll talk a little bit more about that journey. But, uh, you know, I see food in a way that it's like I live to eat rather than eat to live still. And I've made some really positive changes, but that's still an issue that I deal with. You know, I have a master's of public health. I have a lot of information in my brain about what to do to be healthy. I'm surrounded by a lot of healthy people, and I'm surrounded by a lot of people that know a lot about what it takes to be healthy and health habits. You know, so I think a really good question is, like, how did I get to this place? Overweight, hypertensive, pre-diabetic. And the answer to that is a... It's a mental thing. At one point, I got pretty discouraged. I got pretty depressed. I still deal with anxiety. But when I was in low part of my life, I just gave up. You know, really, I just didn't care. 
I didn't care about being healthy. I didn't care about living a long time. I just really was in a bad place emotionally. And I had to confront that place. And I really had to pull myself out of it. And part of it was just being there for the people around me. Um, so I've done a lot of work in that arena as well. And I, I feel pretty good right now about my desire to be fit, my desire to be healthy. But it's, you know, something that I'm not alone in having dealt with or, you know, there's other people in the midst of dealing with it. This, I just don't care. I'm so overwhelmed by life right now. I just don't care about where my health is. Some of these things might sound familiar to you. You might have these same challenges. And if that's the case, let's communicate. Let's connect. Let's figure out together some strategies to to overcome these challenges. I believe for most people, it's possible to lose weight, to feel better, to positively impact um, high blood pressure, to positively impact prediabetes or type 2 diabetes. So I would like to invite you to join me. Let's tackle these things together. So communicate, you know, send a message to me and I'll give my contact information links below and reach out. Let's focus on working together, communicating, supporting each other so that we can accomplish some great things as far as fitness is concerned in 2023. So those were some of my challenges. And now I'd like to cover some of the things that I think are advantages for me. The first one is that I have been cycling on and off for a long time. I haven't been that consistent with it, and I haven't um, really pushed it. As far as a form of exercise, jumping on a bicycle has been something that I love to do. And when I wasn't outside on the road, then a lot of times I was riding an exercise bike, a semi-recumbent exercise bike indoors. So having put in, you know, hours and hours on a bike does make a difference. I don't think I would be attempting this ride if I didn't, if I hadn't had spent as much time as I had on a bike, you know, just, you know, the aspect of knowing what it's like to spend a long time on a bicycle seat alone makes a difference. But there's other things too. There's some technical things I think that come from, riding in, you know, spending a lot of time on a bike. One is, I know what it's like to ride in a pace group, to ride really close together with other people in draft. Now, I feel really fortunate because another advantage I have is that I have my son-in-law that's joining me and my son-in-law is a pretty strong cyclist. And um, while it can be frustrating I'm trying to keep up with him at times. The truth is I can draft off him. I can get behind him and he is gracious enough that he will just pedal on and pedal at my pace and um, I can draft off of him. But there's a bit of a, it, it, you know, it's a bit of something to get used to, to be that close behind 
a bike and and to feel comfortable with it. And you know, I had experience doing that. Uh, another small thing is that I am very used to clipless pedals, and for me, when I'm riding a long way or when I'm riding up hills, then it's really beneficial to be clipped into my pedal, to be able to not only have the downstroke, but to have the upstroke, to to have practice like my pedal stroke is a circle motion and trying to get the most out of both down and up. That is something that I'm very used to. And in fact, if I get on a bike and I'm not clipped in, then there's times when I pull my feet off the pedal because I'm so used to it. And I've spent hours and hours and hours clipped in. Another thing that's related to that is that I pedal at a pretty fast pace. There's a real advantage to be able to have a high RPM, rotations per minute, when you're cycling. And we'll bring in someone to talk about that at some point, just kind of unpack from a physics perspective why that's the case but I'm pretty comfortable at 95 uh, rpms when I'm cycling and you can feel the difference and I feel the difference when I back off kind of the taxing on my muscles and I do believe that going 200 over 200 miles in over two days there's a real advantage to be able to pedal at a faster pace I have a new bike now that really fits me and it fits me for long rides. I had gotten to the point where my old bike, I was, it was just in an uncomfortable position for me. I think that, you know, I've become less flexible as I've gotten older and it was not comfortable. And so I would experience a lot of shoulder pain and a lot of neck pain. So I purchased a new bike and it fits me well. And, you know, I can do long rides. Now, I am not in as much of an aerodynamic position with this new bike as I have um, with other bikes that I've owned. But as far as being able to hang in there longer, it's way easier. I do want to talk to somebody along the way here and ask some questions about my position. Is there a way that I can change my position a bit so that I'm still comfortable and yet a little more aerodynamic? And maybe that's something that I don't really need to, to worry about. I think it would be good to ask somebody that's really knowledgeable about you know my position and, and you know being aerodynamic. When it comes to training, you know, I'm going to have to put a lot of time in training. And I don't like being out on busy roads without much of a shoulder on them. I have a couple roads that I ride on that are that way, that they're just, there's not much of a shoulder and it makes me uncomfortable. The cars are buzzing by very quickly and, and close, you know, especially when there's two cars passing each other and, you know, passing me at the same time, that's uncomfortable for me. And so I am really blessed that I have excellent trails here and I'll probably be talking somewhat about the Foothills Trail along the way, but it is just a fantastic place to, to ride. And so being safe, um, as I'm out training 
that's covered. And that, that feels like a great advantage. I also have good equipment for winter riding. Now I am in the Pacific Northwest and the winters are not severe. Uh, a lot of the winter it's, you know, 40 degrees and rainy, you know, 40 to 50 degrees and rainy. Uh, and so it's not like being in Chicago or something where I would be dealing with snow. So, you know, I can get outside and train. I don't need to be inside all winter long training. Although, you know, there are some times when I do need to to get on an exercise bike indoors. It is cold enough to uh, be a, an obstacle. One thing I feel very thankful for is that my joints seem to be in good shape. And I get nervous about that. But my hips, my knees, my ankles, they're all in really good shape. I don't experience pain there. I hope to learn along here and to to have you kind of exposed to conversations. I talk about how over 60 do I keep my joints in good shape. And because uh, that, I feel, is one of the risks that I have. I am seeing a little bit of arthritis in my hands. You know, so it's one of the things that I am going to want to get some advice on, you know, somebody that's an expert to, you know, really think about what can I do to keep my joints functioning as well as they're functioning now. And I do have an education that gives me some advantage, I believe. And that is both in kind of the mental side of it and also in the fitness side of it, the physical side of it. Uh, I have in the past, you know, been educated about training heart rate and, and exertion and w taking water in and the things that can make a big difference as far as you know, doing the right things. And because of that, I also have some connection with some very knowledgeable people, and I'm really looking forward to sharing conversations with them with you. And if you have any ideas of people for me to talk to, you know, I'm looking for people that specifically think about, spend time studying, really are knowledgeable around what does it take to be fit after 60. And if you have any suggestions of people that I might talk to, or if you're someone that has some expertise in that area, please reach out. And uh, I'd love to have a conversation with you for people to listen to. And maybe one of the biggest things is that I have a very, very good support network. I talked about that my son-in-law is going to be riding the ride with me. And that's just part of the support system. Um, I have people around me that are very knowledgeable about fitness, very knowledgeable about healthy food choices. And it's great that I can, um, that I can rely on those people to really support me through this journey. In my opinion, these are advantages that outweigh the challenges that I have. And that's what really makes me feel comfortable taking this on, that I know that I can do this uh, relying on some of the things that I just laid out here to get me through. And, you know, again, maybe the biggest thing that I am thankful for is the people around me that are going to support me through this. So that's the end of this first episode on where I'm at. Again, I hope some of it resonated with you and I would like to challenge you. You know, let's 
do this together. It might not be cycling for you. It might be something else. I think the information that you hear, there'll be some cycling specific information, but I think you'll find a lot of things that are just generally about how to be fit over 60. And I would love to actually have a community that builds up of people that are supporting each other, are sharing ideas on this journey of being fit after 60. So come back later on and check out the guests that are on and the the information that we'll be sharing and help steer me to as far as things you would like to hear addressed, questions that you have, and I'll see what I can do to bring in some experts to cover those. So for now, take care, stay fit, and we'll look forward to helping each other stay fit for a long, long time. Bye now.